got something to say, but you want to say it with your body, with an ink, or a piercing, get down to Stingray Body Art. 386 Cambridge Street in Austin Rock City, right next to O'Brien's Pub. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoo. Make an appointment right now. Go to StingrayBodyArt.com. Check out the artists. They're on the left side of the page. And you're going to be like, I want to get a tattoo at Stingray. These artists are awesome. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoos, piercing, and permanent makeup. Now offering laser tattoo removal right in the heart of Austin. Yeah, man. Lifestyle show, my friend. It's been a few years. Yeah, dude, we're going way back. I remember way back in the days. We was I was wearing Jenko jeans and I had dreads. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, this man rocking the Kanai. <laughs> Carl Kanai. Are you getting the feed on microphone? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Nothing. nothing on mic. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to grab Brandy's. Can you hear me now? Can, uh, can you hear me now? A little bit. You're, you're playing on the air. You're okay, right. <laughs> here. You guys are all coming. Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. Sure. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I grabbed her microphone like I was due from... Uh, yeah, give me that. Yeah. No. Yeah, like, you straight Kanye West. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but she wasn't even talking, though. He just snatched it. It's okay. Ten sorry. Right. This is good. On the, on the geek down, but welcome to another episode. I am Matt mm-hmm. B. I'm sorry right here. My man, Black Adam Wilson. Yes, sir. How we doing, Patrice? How we doing? Man, you doing all right? Yeah, we are struggling yeah, well, you know, we've been here before. I think we can make it through. We'll be alright. Ah! Fiddle! Beep, 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 beep! Is that a fiddle? No. That's my fiddle. Beep, 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 beep! I don't know what it is, but that is, man. It's been tight as Alright, man, so you eating? Huh? Are you eating now? I mean, uh, I had, uh, you, you'll like this. I made a uh, Portuguese kale soup, but normally it has like sausages. I made it with bacon. Yeah, it's kale soup with loads and loads and loads of bacon. What's the purpose of people, uh, of, of people like, in, in, infusing this stuff in kale? Um, to eat less meat or none? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just. But it doesn't mean it won't pair well. Bacon. It's actually like really healthy. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure it is, yeah. I love how Johnny's like, well, this weekend I made a nice, sumptuous, uh, vegetarian um, uh, bacon. <laughs> okay, okay, what's in that? Half a pig. It's like, it's like a Still pig skin. It's, it's like a tofurry type thing. No, it's some ham hocks in there. Yeah. <laughs> I love pig feet. Yeah. No. All right. Over there in the corner with that infectious laugh. I'm talking, of course, about J.M. the Cooler Priest. Peace, peace, peace. What's going on, man? I'm cool, man. I'm doing what I can. You know your boy done seen Black Panther twice. Uh, you better. That's what <laughs> boy, boy, about. Well, I tell you, I went to see it yesterday, and every show was uh, sold out. Bro, so I, was I got sit- shut out two weeks in a row. I was sitting in the front row. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got like the bent neck when you're like with the bent neck and everything. Yeah. I was gonna let that slide. He said, "Got shut out two weeks in a row." I was like, "You know what? Just let that ride." Sitting in the front row, so that means everything looked extra though. It really did. Like, it's like you drop it on your shoulder. Only thing that's really frustrating though was there when there was a bunch of kids there who yeah. saw it, who were ruining it for the other kids. Really? And I was just like, oh just, man. That was one of the first times I thought about just slapping a kid. Yeah, I, I like, tell you, if that happens to me, they're gonna have to drag me out. You know? These kids were like, oh my god, this is about to happen. And I'm just like, yo, like I seen it, but your girl ain't seen it, and don't be ruining it for your girl. Right. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Brother, you know what happens? You gotta turn the other cheek. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. yeah that's, right. Right. He's almost got these hands. <laughs> <laughs> See you in church the next week. Like, God damn. Give me a pamphlet slap. That's the <laughs> 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 You 
lay, lay, lay hands on him. Lay, lay, lay hands on him like, 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 like a, a past ruckus. <laughs> Reverend Monsignor Father Ruckus. <laughs> I would love to tell you about it right now, if that's cool. Lay it on us. All right, All right you ready? Mm-hmm. Down. Okay, um, so I, I, as a member of Rogue Burlesque... That's a great story. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 the oldest radio trick in a book. <laughs> no, I, I promise you want to hear this. Um, so as a member of Rogue Burlesque, uh, we as a troupe are also members of the Boston Circus Guild. So I am literally in the circus, and... Um, this comes up from time to time. Um, I participate in some Boston Circus Guild shows, but often um, we, we might be booked for private gigs. Mm-hmm. So um, I got called in for a booking for a Saturday night. It was a, um, a private surprise 50th birthday party that a uh, husband was throwing. 50th. 50th, yep, 5 0. Mm-hmm. Husband was throwing it for his wife. It was at their, their home in a really nice neighborhood, really nice home. They were shelling it out. They they had hired a DJ and caterer and they'd hired um, massage therapists to do like chair massages. On oh, sites. wow. Sounds like a strip club almost. Well, <laughs> the somebody witch, they hired, they hired, um, they wanted some burlesque. Mm-hmm. But they, they, um, they didn't really want anything too sexy or really any like nudity. What? You'd be surprised how often we get this request. We want like the feeling of burlesque and like the entertainment value. I want burlesque, but I just want to tell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> especially when it's a woman's surprise party, like it's. Uh, it's the, hard to when they don't really draw the line that clear, too. Like we want right, this, right. but we don't really want this. Like, like so, where sure is that? You know, they make sure they're not scarring the you know teenagers that happen to be at the party. They oh, want to make sure okay, okay. Wives aren't getting jealous, and they just want to make sure it's fun. <laughs> He's been sitting in that massage chair for a little too long, I think. Yeah. Um, so how, how do I, you know, do a strip tease that is um, a PG appropriate? PG-13? So I actually have a routine where I'm a mime, and I'm dressed full on, like, black turtlenecks, <laughs> white suspenders, mm. my makeup, hooray. <laughs> Me too, that is awesome. And I'm miming to a Liberace song. I'm miming a strip tease. So it's all the titillation of a striptease without any skin whatsoever. Or touching, because you can put that wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I bust out of that box. I, you know, walk against the wind, pulling a rope. I'll, not in that in that act particularly. Oh, uh, have you but, trained in mimes? Uh, you know, I mime do school? have a theater degree, but I never took a mime class, and I would love to take a mime class if you know any good ones coming up. Um, yeah, I get a list. Well, I don't know if we're I'll give it to you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we'll keep Speak for time. yourself, bro. Just yeah. to, oh, just to 
wrap up real quick though the end of the story yeah. is mm-hmm. that after we did this routine uh, the, the gig went great we went on our merry way and I had the rest of my Saturday night left to myself and uh, I was planning on going to a friend's birthday party and I'm dressed like a mime <laughs> so I decided to just show up to my friend's party as yeah. a mime why would you change yeah. yes do, proceed to not talk to anyone for four hours but I <laughs> interact with everyone and you would be surprised I highly recommend everyone once in their life go to a party dressed as a mime did they like reveal like weird stuff to you like you know what I mean yes. so was, that's yes. what I would imagine people too. would just yeah. sit down you just and they listen. feel so comfortable mm. I have never felt like such a good listener in my life right. it was a great exercise <laughs> for me there was a toddler at the party like toddlers are the best audiences for mine. Toddlers are people on psychedelics, which there might have been someone there too. So um, it was just really entertaining for everyone. Wow. I highly recommend. Man, okay. I want the invite next time. Awesome. That sounds like a party I want to go to. That's awesome. I'm glad I had a happy ending too. I kind of expected you to be like, well, once you bring in mimes, it usually ends poorly in my experience. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. it's like there was a standing ovation, and then when Nana didn't stand up, it turns out she was t- no, <laughs> she was giving uh, the massage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's the other way you could have gone too. That's a hell of a party though. They s- certainly spared. No expense, it sounds like. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, mimes, burlesque. I ain't got people like that. Yeah. They liked it. I'm yeah. glad. It's it the 50th birthday. Well, the you nice go what if they were terri- terrified of mimes? There was a risk. There is always a risk. Yeah. 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 Well, no, you brought the mime. That wasn't the request. Correct. They, yeah, they asked Correct. for burlesque. I, I thought you, I thought they were thinking like burlesque is the old school. You walk around in like a barrel. And when I was <laughs> Oh my gosh, you should yeah. do that routine, Pat. Oh, yeah. don't, don't, don't tell me. Oh. <laughs> Never seen me shake. We found my, you a second job, Pete. That's my Donkey Kong you. technique. The, the barrel of burlesque. That could be your tagline. Barrel of burlesque. Oh, well, no, yeah. I'm already barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we got paid these WEMF bills, Pete. So if you guys throw that barrel on, homie, get that barrel together. I think that sends the wrong quest when I'm trying to make money, but I'm dressed as a barrel. That's, I mean, damn. It's like, I know you hurt, but sh- for real. Man, like I'm real hurt. Look at me. <laughs> no, no, you know what? You know what I would do though. I would, I would go old school and just have um, like the uh, the the all, wear like all the balloons on my person. Yes, and, yes. And pop them gradually. Please you know? do that. Oh, actually, now that you mention that. I'm going to segue real quick because we actually have an amateur burlesque competition that we do. Our next one is April 7th, and we have one more slot left. Oh, Pat, it could be you. It could be it me. It could be you, but you, if you don't, you don't, want, you don't want to see me swing. <laughs> if it's not oh, Pat, hey, I'll frighten little kids in the front row. Someone else. Just drop it off stage. Just <laughs> want me to serve for you? There's also a waiting list if you don't get in this time. Oh, come on. So, um, but if if anyone out My there listening, I hit, with, I, I hit a hockey puck with it. <laughs> if anyone out there listening is interested yes. in trying burlesque to do our Lucky 13 um, competition. It's rogueburlesque.com slash Lucky 13. One more slot. So nice. Pat the Barrel Burlesque Check to make his debut oh, as I, early as April 7th. I do, I do a brilliant fan dance, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Asian fusion, so I use like the, the, the Asian fans. Oh, the Veil fans. That's very classic, yeah. <laughs> I'm working on uh, find, trying to find those Kitana fans from Mortal Kombat. Mm. Keep, it, keep it nice and geeky, which I'm like, string. Problems you can see through those. I'll give people the full mm. money. You don't want that. They can't, cool. go, they can't hang. Black you just gotta Adam, wear a sock. Black Adam saw that once. He used to really be black. <laughs> yeah, he scared the black out of him. Scared the black off. <laughs> All right, but no, we've been <laughs> we've been vamping for too long. I'm gonna kick it over to just Johnny over there. Break his concentration. Oh yeah. That's my Jules we, we can hear you crystal clear, Johnny. Where am I? How did I get here? <laughs> nah, Johnny has the inside stuff on Mercenary Kings. I know it's a game from 2014, but they just came out with the Nintendo Switch. 
And they're, well, across the board, the reloaded edition. Yeah, but don't nobody care about that, man. People want that Switch. Yeah, just came out on the Switch. So this is uh, no, Switch, a game that came out uh, you know, a couple years ago, but then they sort of revamped it, added a bunch of uh, extra characters, extra items, and gear, and, and brought it over to the Switch. And with that comes uh, a couple of additional modes. Uh, so this is... Mercenary Kings, if you've played any of the uh, SNK style, yes. I, th- I believe it's SNK, mm-hmm. the, um, oh, what's it called, what's it called? Oh, man, like, uh, Fatal Fury, like King of Fighters and all that? No, 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 no it's, no, it's like, Slug, com- yeah, Metal Slug. Metal is that, oh, Metal Slug. Is that yeah, SNK? Yes, it's yeah. SNK. Okay, yeah. all right, good. So it's, it's basically a blatant ripoff of that Metal <laughs> Slug, uh, but they do it in, in all the good ways where, where it's like it, these very highly animated sprite assets that look really good and they're animated and they, they're very lively in a very semi-cartoonish kind of way, but there's also like an over-the-top violence to everything. And it's very accurate to the military, right? Yes, and it's very militaristic. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, yeah, every, everything goes, you're going through boot camp and, yeah, and everything is... You, play this, bro. Uh, you, you have an entire kit, you know set of uh, officers that are leading you and making sure you every you have your buddies with you no it's nothing like that it's like, it's like rambo <laughs> no you, you you left out the best part though there's Dude, also you have me go to my manic they take up the wall hat no, <laughs> no he left out he left out the best part i think it was maybe number four where there's um you die like you always die but in this one yeah it's like everything's spooky so you can die and then you're still a trooper but you're like a zombie trooper now so you <laughs> like, like like your special grenade attack is you just vomit blood everywhere <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, unlike those games, this one focuses more on the multiplayer. So it has local multiplayer uh, where you and your fellow uh, members, uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, your friends or wh- what have you, uh, they're all teaming together, but they're not on the same screen. So it splits up the screen. So it's like a side-scroll shooter. And if there's mul- if you're playing local multiplayer, the screen is split, kind of like uh, what you get on the N64 first-person shooter or Mario Kart kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Where it'd be like, a, a it'd be like Goldeneye, like Goldeneye, yeah, yeah. They split up the screen four way. Oh, four. But okay. but this is all co-op. It's not huh. it. So what happens is yeah. uh, you're. You have this uh, sort of central hub where you have a couple of NPCs that you could talk to in order to do things like uh, change your weapon and gear it up and, and sort of augment certain aspects of it so you can uh, give it a different type of magazine or a different type of gun barrel, different type of ammunition. So you're like heavily customizing your weapon you and your knife. So you Those are like the two comics, big things. Some comments about foreigners. What's that? Can you talk to each other too so you can make racist comments about foreigners? Uh, if it's local, yes. Okay. I hope so. That, 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 that's what I found most game pubs. Uh, <laughs> so are, are sad. But, so oh, the good news is that on the Switch, there's no really good solution for voice chat, so you can kind of skip all that altogether. It does have online multiplayer, so. Okay. Oh, wait, so we're playing a game, and Brandy calls me the N word. But ironically, she's and right she there in the room, and she does, so I can lean over like clap. Yeah, you could do that if, if it's I'm, the local I'm, I'm sold. one. I'm, I'm playing the game already. <laughs> yeah, so if it's the local Sorry. version, you can do, do that. that. If it's online, you wouldn't be able to talk to Thank each you. other anyway. You'll, there's a button that they have mapped for each of the players where you hit the button, and then there's sort of like a loadout of different things you can say. Uh, so the, you can select from like, come at me, bro, or whatever. Like, like one of the quips, and then you can quickly press it. Why and then you say that like an old man? This is your generation. Come like, at what? me, bro. You know, like the little kids say, come at me, bro. 
<laughs> you, are, you, are, you are 107. You should have yeah. tapped into your inner, what's the name, DJ Mikey D or whatever the guy from Jersey Shore was his name. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you yeah. want to tap, tap into your... Poly D? You want to gel your hair. You want to you <laughs> show them abs real quick. <laughs> and when you say, come at me, bro, you're going to say it with gusto like he would. Mm. Yeah. No, you don't. Let's just, let's just pick I up. have some new clue. Come on, I'll try some. Come at me, bro. No. No. That was weak. Don't do it again. Don't do it So was... So was all that original game stuff, or is this what's new in the remaster? So, in the remaster, there's, uh, I believe, two new characters uh, that you could play as. Uh, I don't know which ones they are. There's four uh, there's playable Poochie characters. And Cousin Oliver. Mm. Uh, well, there's there's four playable characters. There's uh, two ladies, a robot, and uh, I guess the Rambo dude. He's he's like the older, more seasoned veteran guy. Like the Duke Nukem uh, of the bunch. Whoever it is that you play as, <laughs> Sergeant, yeah, De- Sergeant Decoy. Yeah. Well, whoever it is that you play as, they sort of the very first mission. It's sort of in a cutscene. They die from the the evil villain Cobra like villain boss. They die, and then you get sort of reamputated back with bionic capabilities so you're essentially a super soldier you're like Jax from Mortal that, Kombat you know yeah, you and like that metal kinda, arms yeah and that kind of helps uh, explain why this isn't a one bullet kill kind of like Contra or uh. Metal Slug or anything like that you do have an HP bar uh, you can you're customizing yourself and your capabilities there's these uh, things called uh, I think they're called bio mods or bi- uh, bionic modules or something like that mm-hmm. where you can uh, equip those things to give yourself added capabilities uh, like improving drop rates or weird weird stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like um, like Gunstar Heroes where it's just like, I get this oh, type nice. of ammo and this yeah. type of ammo and I can blend them and that's the drop you're talking about. Well, you could kind of do that in your loadout as you're customizing your weapon you can customize customize it in a way where you give like a shotgun incendiary ammo or electrical bullets or something like that you can do that but it takes a long time to get to that point because when you're starting you're starting from scratch you don't have much available to you as as well as the recipes that you have to collect as you're completing missions these recipes unlock the higher level gear the different variations in the gear that you're getting in order for you to customize your weapons uh and things like that to according to whatever playstyle you want to do. They also have a uh, active reload system, kind of like what you get in Gears of War, where mm-hmm. if you, you hit the button to reload your your gun, but there's sort of like a meter that plays through, and if you hit it again at the right time at the sweet spot, your bullets become enhanced for that clip yep. they have installed. So it has that going for it, which is very interesting and helps uh, sort of factor into the customization of your weapon itself. If you're like going with game, like how big or small is that sweet spot? It it varies depending on how you equip the the weapon itself, what type of weapon you're using. If you have like this really big ammo clip, so that you don't run out of bullets very often, well, your re, your reload animation bar is going to be seconds longer than something that has a very short clip, like a shotgun, where it's just well, two bullets and that's it. So that that plays into it. Uh, y- there, there's a whole slew of like problems in this game, and all of these problems are kind of stemming from the creators being t- playing too much homage to the original material, and because of that, they're sacrificing a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of just well, controls not. for the player, like freedom of control. You can't shoot diagonally. 
which okay, is like could you weird. You could do that in Contra on the NES. Well, hold on a second now. This is, I understand it, not a, um, this isn't a, um, damn, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's not like a, um, like a game like that, that pays tribute to the old style of gameplay. This is a direct remake of the game, correct? Because the only games I know that have updated those are the ones that do direct remasters, like um, one of my favorites, uh, Bionic Commando. Well, th this is its own game. There's no nothing. There is no other Mercenary Kings. There was one that came out in 2014. Yeah, this is that same game. Yeah, that's so, 2014. That's not. We're not going into like the 90s or the early 2000s or anything. Well, yeah, but what 80s. I'm saying is, with this new version, you can't expect. Well, I mean, you could, but it's not completely out of the ordinary for them to have left the game the same way. So these same beefs you have with this are the same beefs you had with the 2014 version. Well, then then consider this a review of both. No, you can't, you can't. <laughs> you, can't you can't do that. You can't say, well, this this is, the game sucked back then, the game sucked now. It's not how it works. Well, th baby. this is a fresh drop on the Switch, so I'm playing it as if it's a brand new game, right? I've never experienced this franchise True. before. I'm not judging it based right. on All other right. other games in its, in its sort of lineage. I'm judging it by this particular game. This is my first iteration into Mercenary Kings and there are some gameplay elements that sort of don't feel right. They're not functionally correct. You want to shoot diagonally. You want to be able... I mean, there are plenty of other games where you get full 360 range mode uh, of... Uh, of aiming control, yeah. this this doesn't have that. I'm not expecting something like that, but at the very least, like diagonal control, uh, or diagonal shooting is kind of a must for these types of games. Not only that, but enemies will respawn like that in that very old school bothersome way in back in like the 80s styles of games where as soon as you move the screen off and then you move right back, back he's right there yeah. they respawn yeah the enemies will just reappear the same enemy that you just killed you just move your screen over Sweet. just a little bit and a little bit back boom they're back again yeah. i mean if you're telling me that this is in a lineage or in a likeness of Metal Slug or Contra or whatever, and those games you can shoot diagonal. So I mean, I'm yeah. kind of expecting you to at least give well, me that also remember, in the 2014 version or a relaunch, if you will, yeah. of this game. Go ahead, Pete. Well, no, I was just gonna say, um, like, kind of, kind of to your point. Then I realized I don't want to step on your your point real quick because mm -hmm. that is very valid. Mm -hmm. But also, if it is directly in the spirit of those games, those games were designed primarily as arcade games yep. to suck quarters out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to do anything <laughs> that's going to specifically allow facilitate. Um, like functional gameplay, so it's going to be quote unquote more challenging for you not to be able to shoot diagonally. And if you remember in Metal Slug, it was hard as balls to shoot it was. accurately diagonally. It was. You could shoot diagonally all day, but your character's still running, so it's like you're shooting a guy there who's like <laughs> firing bullets at your face, and you can't stop running into his bullet stream. That ties into another problem with this game is that uh, the, this game and which is in the style of these other amazing games, uh, what those other games are doing is they're arcadey, right? They're hard for the sake of being hard because there's only like a handful of levels. There's only like five to 10 levels that you're gonna go through, but each level is like incredibly detailed and incredibly uh, animated and, and it's very handcrafted and intricate. This one has you playing the same jungle environment 10 times, 10 separate missions, mm. because it's like they took a, sort of like a Monster Hunter or like a very, a very like uh, MMO style stance on quest system, where you're doing quest after quest as a grind in order to progress through this game. It's like, it's such a nonsensical grind for this when the, when this game is playing hom homage to a bunch of other games where it's, you can beat those games in an hour, two hours. 
tops, you can beat those games. Yeah, but those Whereas are the this ones. one is, you have to play this game for 20 hours, 30 hours, 50 hours in order to actually beat it, to get to the last set of missions. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, backtracking and such. It's, yeah, it, that ties into the missions themselves. They're in sort of the this open side-scrolling environment. It's fairly contained, but it is sort of, you're not moving from left to right until you reach the end point on the right. It depends on the mission you're doing. Uh, you're sort of dropped sometimes at the center of the map, and you don't, you, you kind of know if you look at the minimap uh, where there are some key points where you might be able to complete your mission on and other places it doesn't have that. So you kind of have to explore, but it's always the same map. It's always the same environment. It changes up every now and then, but it's it's just monotonous. I'm going to give this a complete thumbs down, but it's also very unfortunate because there was a lot of love that you could tell was poured into this game. But as I said earlier, they took all the bad they took notes on all the bad aspects and incorporated that into this game and didn't really aid, uh modernize it in all the good ways that it should have been modernized well, it's so. a daggone shame that they didn't do it right because i mean i can tell you turn jm right off i mean we got to get you some better games man because i mean it's been a while since i just said that you like the game <laughs> you know what i mean so i don't know what we need to do to get you some better games review that you can say you know what this game's amazing go get it i think the last time i heard you say that was Probably Zelda. It was probably the last game I, yeah, did. I heard you, you say, this game is amazing. Get it yesterday. Just just last week, I recommended Pyre. This is uh, true. That was, that was way overshadowed by the Black Panther. It really you was. You did yeah. recommend Pyre. Yes, you did. Uh, you referenced it in the Black Panther. I remember you gushed so, yeah. all over Pyre. I remember that flashing back <laughs> now. It got a little inappropriate. Yeah, Pyre, this is down not. That seat. Uh, so, and, and that ties into this game it's $20 it's available on all the platforms let me just uh, so it's available on Steam on PC on Linux yeah it's available so on, Steam, uh, on Engage PlayStation 4 get your, uh, Virtual Boy Vita Xbox One and it just re uh, released on the Nintendo Switch oh did you okay. say Vita like that's still around Vita yeah the PlayStation Vita yeah. word it's still around alright it's on that but avoid it in all instances because $20 <laughs> on all of these platforms and it's not worth that because it's just a waste of your time even though it has multiplayer which is an area where this game is better at, it's still a waste of your time, now it's a waste of your friend's time as well. That is unfortunate, mm. man. Mm. But you know what happened. Harsh words. All right, thank you, Johnny. I'm gonna kick it over myself, because dude, I got to check out a surprisingly hilarious movie called Game Night. Mm. That's the latest one from uh, Jason. Jason. I, I keep wanting to say like Jason Statham, Jason Siegel, every other person except the actual Jason. Bateman. Jason Bateman, that is correct. Arrested uh, Development, man. Arrested Development. Arrested, he put it on the map. He did. This is true. I revived his uh, career. Uh, yes, I did. Oh, well, what did you do before? We don't know. That's why I revived his okay. career. The old TV show? <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, I'll, you know, you know okay, I'll, I'll fess up right there. I was trying to make the Hogan family reference, and I was struggling for the for the proper name. It's just like, I kept wanting to say everything else, like Mama's Family, and I know it's not a show. I turned He's like, uh, Coach? I know you know just as many like random, obscure mm. things as I do, so I was hoping you'd come in with, don't oh, set me up like family. that. And I, I was going to play it yeah. off like, yes, that is correct. <laughs> exactly what I was like, but no, I didn't have it. No, you didn't. I didn't have it. I was thinking you set yourself up to fail, bro. Ties. You know, it's okay. I'll own that. I'll take that. Family ties. Family ties was the show, man. Oh, hey. It was. He was a Charles and Charles. Alex what? B. Alex B. Who's B. the boss? What? <laughs> he was a Mr. Belvedere that one episode. Oh, man. All of those shows had a kid getting touched. So, talking about game night. No, it's, it's very inappropriate. I'll jump right in. Because, Sad but true. Yeah. But nah, I'm talking about game night because, dude, I was very surprised by this. Game night turned out to be a, a, a freaking hilarious movie. And I mean, on the same level as when they have, I mentioned it before the show. Yes, you did. 
when they advertised 40 year old virgin i saw those commercials i was like what is this corny movie about some dude he couldn't get laid since he was 40 Ooh, big deal why are you writing a movie about it mm -hmm. then you see the picture and you realize no it's surprisingly um subversive mm -hmm. and uh and like offbeat comedy that mm -hmm. just plain works game night is in that same vein which was very surprising freaking refreshing as hell because i thought this was going to be a movie like a quick cash grab you get a couple of names in there with a bs script that sat on someone's desk for 14 years well he's great because he's got perfect timing you know what i mean and he has that blank face mm -hmm. you know what i mean where he looks at things and it can be absolutely ridiculous but he sells it so well i think yeah. he's great i mean so what's this movie that? about well i, I don't I, even I will know break it down for you because the it's called game night man <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> the, play a beer pong. What's going on? Right. No, no. The uh, quick breakdown is uh, suburban groups game night mm -hmm. goes horribly, horribly wrong, and that's pretty much it. It's like describing John. <laughs> I guess you were right. Well, well the thing is, if, if you want to describe John Wick, it's just like, well, a gang steals this dude's car. He wants. He kills to get everybody. Back. Yeah. Or rather, a gang steals the wrong guy's car, and he has to get it back. You know oh, that type of thing. Not so much plot oriented <laughs> and, as much as. Uh, yeah. that, and then there's deep. much more. Yeah, but um, I will give it. Uh, hold on a second. Is my muscle? Okay, oh, just check. You. Um, but just, I'll give you the proper rundown. <clears throat> Max and Annie's weekly game night gets kicked up a notch when Max's brother Brooks arranges a murder mystery party, complete with fake thugs and federal agents. So when Brooks gets kidnapped, it's all supposed to be part of the game. As the competitors set out to solve the case, they start to learn that neither the game nor Brooks are what they seem to be. The friends soon find themselves in over their heads as each twist leads to another unexpected turn over the course of one chaotic night. Reminds me of the game. It kind of was. David, like David Fincher's The Game starring Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas is one of the Sean most... That. That's a great movie, though. That is it a great movie, a great and also movie. in the same vein, not a comedy, mind you, but in the uh, same vein no. of a movie you expect to be <laughs> yes. kind of a... He plays a game. It gets weird. No, he plays a game. It gets nuts. Yeah. It's a great and, movie if you have not yeah. seen it. It is. If you want to go back to 1996, it is worth the rental. Hmm. Actually, is it on Netflix? Probably is. I mean, it's that good. Can, All right, Brandy, if it's on Netflix, check it out. The game starring Michael Douglas. The game. The, the game. game. That is not, not what we're talking H. about right now. But <laughs> not just say Triple H. H. Not I'll not be referencing him later. Go yeah. ahead. All right, but real quick about the game. Uh, game night. It's starring uh, Rachel McAdams and um, Jason Bateman. I almost did it again. You almost did. I, I almost said Jason Schwartzman that time. <laughs> uh, but starring uh, Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman, who are known for playing straight men characters, who uh, people who are funny work off of them and bounce yeah. off of them, and that's usually where the comedy comes a hard from. Roll. It is. It definitely takes a certain amount of comedic timing, and you just have to have that sense of what's going to be funny where. This is both of them working off each other, surprisingly. A few other people, too, but they play off each other uh, very well as uh, as um, as the, uh, the married couple. And, dude, I was very surprised at this because it has a lot of smart comedy, but also a lot of in-your-face just, like, where the hell did that come from? Mm. There's a scene where uh, a guy accidentally bleeds on a dog, and that sounds like... How the hell can you make that funny? It's it's gross. If anything, it's animal cruelty. It's like I no. have a funny story it's about something like that that happened to me. No, that, that recently, just sounds funny. I can see where this is I'll going. Tell you off air, but <gasps> okay. All right. I got a story. I got a story about blood and dogs. So I'll, I'll tell you after. <laughs> All right. It turned out to be one of the most hilarious things I've seen in a long, long time. And this, 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 this it, it was those were peppered all over the film. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of like really funny stuff. I've seen a lot of half-assed comedy where they've tried to go nth degree and have like fallen well, hard. Well, that's what you're gonna expect in like a February comedy release you know what i mean this is kind of True, like a dump zone for movies you know it's kind of the throwaway yeah things you're with the exception of like deadpool 
And didn't yeah. uh, Get Out come out around this time last year? Yeah, um, I mean, maybe they've yeah. got that one big one that might come out, but mostly it's just mostly. like they're just dumping whatever. You sure. know, it's a dead zone. Cooked You're right. Up. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like and August. I think February and August are like the worst yeah. months for movies. You yeah, know notice I mean? that's like, the time they gave Black Panther now and now Game Night, which I am giving a, I am giving a thumbs up to because this okay. movie was freaking hilarious. I will say, I guess we're bucking the trend. Maybe breaking that streak, but I really expected nothing from it because you're right. This time of year is usually when they just put out crap, just like chaff to fill. It's like I feel uh, like I've seen Bateman do this movie a few times already. This does seem know? in line with his general catalog. Yeah, but this was him leading the um, leading the, movie the, for nice. the first time instead of just like playing off of somebody. Sure. This wasn't like him and Ryan uh, Reynolds peeing in a fountain. You know, this was, Which movie was that? That was, uh, that was the, 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 they the switched change bodies, up? the change up. Yeah. Change <laughs> yeah. It's a very good subgenre, too. It's the the change body. Uh, <laughs> though. It's just like, um, what was it? What was it? Um, there's a Freaky Friday where it's like, yep. my yeah. mom's, a, you know, my daughter's I like annoying. The, well, my mom's the daughter swap. And then, I like you know, the Dudley Moore one up. and the dude from uh, Growing Pains. Oh, where, yeah, Dudley Moore was just a. Drunk. Yeah, but um, they, Kirk they, Cameron. Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore, they swapped. That's one of my. Yeah, it's been done tons of times. This one had they they peed in, they, the they peed in the fountain in front because, of some yeah, children, yeah. Oh, and I that's what that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a hot tub time machine. A bad yeah, but yeah. it's like they peed in the fountain and got arrested for a decent exposure. <laughs> that's how they got the switch. <laughs> stupid stuff. But okay, this is in that same vein of stupid comedy. So I guess this is where uh, Jason Bateman really shines. I guess. I mean, they, he's he's been in enough. Was the, the 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 spelling bee movie he was in too? That was actually funny. And You're it talking was, about bad you know, words. Like he's he's taken <laughs> movies that are like should not yeah. work, but he elevates the material because, like I said, he has that that perfect timing, the perfect comedy, type, absolutely straight face, doing ridiculous stuff, but like doing it like. He's dead set on it, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, I, I think he's scene. hilarious, so it, it works for me. Oh, very much so. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the hell out of this. There's a whole scene where they're stealing a Fabergé egg from a um, from a drug dealer. <laughs> uh, yeah. As you do, right? Uh, they started off with a, with a family game night show. Um, but they're stealing a Fabergé egg from a game, from a, uh, from a, um, drug dealer. From, thank you, from a drug dealer. And no, no spoilers, but it just, they found a way to make that corny, um, that corny uh, Scooby-Doo gag where someone's being chased and they're running through doors and they keep awesome. missing each other. They found a way to do that one live action and wow. two, make it friggin' hilarious. That's amazing. That's awesome. Like I, I, I saw I saw it coming and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is where the movie loses step because they're doing these corny uh. gags. Oh! And then like I kept having those moments where it's like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> and yo, I laughed till it hurt. That's awesome. It wow. really done right. Yeah. You was, are selling this high. Yeah, oh, I kind of want to go see this movie this, now. This is a high thumbs up for me, man. I highly recommend you, go, you, go, you guys to check that out. <laughs> I'm going to be sold out when I go anyway. Oh, I can't win with this guy. Movie I try to go the last two weeks. <laughs> left and right. Um, I will call out the uh, the performances of uh, Kylie Bunbury. Uh, she's new to me. Uh, Kylie Bunbury, and I'm trying to see who played her husband in this, because they had uh, a Lamorne... Laymore Morris, who does a spectacular Denzel impression, who they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who they did work, they worked the Denzel impression into this movie. Get out. Oh, yeah, no, he it was a great up. Denzel. Yeah. Oh, he does an absolutely fantastic Denzel, and it was just a spectacular um, side plot where it was kind of a running gag. They keep bringing it up over and over again, and you think it, it, it gets tired, but new um, new dimensions are added to it each time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, they, they've that's... taken a running gag and made it a continuous uh, bit of comedy. I mean, Morris has been, he's been on the underground like comedy scene for a while. I mean, I think he's on that show, The New Girls, where he's on, but I mean, he's yes, this great he's... impersonation of Trinidad James, a parody of this video. Um, it's my like, new girl, all go not... nothing or something like that, and it was just an amazing parody video. So, I mean, this brother's been, he's been around for a minute. I think he's on the rise, hands yeah. down. No, he's good. Also, uh, Billy Magnuson plays a uh, an interesting thing this movie did was they switched up the role of who's the bimbo and who's the um who, mm-hmm. like who's the, who's the arm candy and who's the intelligent one that's tolerating him yeah and it starts off with uh him as the intelligent one and then he brings a certain person mm-hmm. to game night and then they switch a dynamic and i thought that was genius because that added i won't say a feminist angle to the movie but it added it added a more progressive angle because it's, it's okay. just like it's like a um shoe on the other foot situation and a lot mm-hmm. of the comedy stems from the i guess chances this picture took because it, it did a lot of um okay it's not pretentious to say avant-garde comedy <laughs> but it was it, it it took risks and i don't mean just being risque it was risque in a lot of parts but it took risks on things that could have been abject just out plain stupid in your face dumb and made them work. I mentioned the Scooby Doo doors gag. Yeah. That was a that was a huge gamble. Like I I even thought they were gonna. I was ready for them to fail. And the fact that it was so damn funny, uh, like that earned my respect as a performer. Just mm. plain and simple. Nice. Because that is the That's damn near impossible awesome. thing to do. When dumb jokes work. When dumb jokes work is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Francis Daly is in here. Um, if anyone doesn't know him, he's pretty famous for Freaks and Geeks. But most recently, you have seen him as um as uh, uh, Lance Sweets on Bones. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Jason Bateman, as I mentioned, Rachel McAdams, as I mentioned, Kyle Chandler, who's always played roles as cops. He's a uh, straight man. He's mm-hmm. G man. He's um he's always a put together guy, uh, an authority figure. Yeah. In Wolf of Wall Street, he was the FBI he agent was that the had, had taken down yeah. Jordan Belfort. Yeah, well, he was the brother in uh, Manchester by the Sea that died, but yeah, he had it together. Yeah. He was trying to get his life team. Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, he plays the exact opposite of all those. He is worked Good. up. Good. You can yeah. Uh, there is it's no a break character a little bit. Oh, absolutely, and all of these, including um your boy who played Dexter. Uh, Michael, oh yeah, um, I don't know his name, but Dexter. Got Michael, Michael C. Hall makes a uh, makes 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 a quick cameo. That's not a spoiler, but when you Good see the him. role he plays, it is uh, fantastic. Um, and the final thing I'll say about this, I, I was about to delve into spoiler territory. I, I was, just, I'm, I'm just in the zone right <laughs> now. So, man. The movie was just so, so damn fun. That's all I can describe it as. So damn fun. It's game night. It's out now in theaters. I highly recommend it. This earns my enthusiastic thumbs up because it's so surprising, so funny, and they released it in let's like a garbage time of year. I mean, there's it's, nothing really competing with it except for Black Panther, which you see a fourth, fifth, and sixth time you haven't already. I mean, it's a risk because I mean they he they they shoved it in between a couple of blockbusters because you got yes. Black Panther this dropped, A Wrinkle in Time's getting a lot of push right now. I mean, Infinity Wars is about to drop. I mean, it's, it was just an opportune time for to say, you know what, do we want to drop it here in the midst of all these highly production films, or do we want to wait to the summer for them to drop it right now? I think it was just nice little sweet spot to drop it right now while there's this gap between the wrinkle in time that comes out think this friday or next friday uh-huh. um so it was a smart move to drop it right now i would think so like y'all tell me dal's uh, uhf got swallowed up by uh that oh. giant summer that, yeah. blockbuster that, that is, yeah so i mean but i don't know those movies open up poor weird al man got screwed again it's <laughs> like when i see schindler's list or titanic hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or i can see this third movie in the middle like uh, yeah. uh no so that is tough so i'm glad um it's been getting uh, a lot of attention too in theaters even mm-hmm. up against those uh those juggernauts we'll say mm-hmm. um there's also another one coming out that i don't want to uh, talk about it. um dang well, anyways, it's up against a lot of competition and it's still been doing okay. I highly recommend seeing it. It's called Game Night. It's out now in theaters starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Check it out. Just 
Enthusiastic thumbs up from the Geek Town. Nice. All right, now, without further ado, because we've had you waiting long enough, I have talked about our guest, our lady of the evening, not that way, Brandy Wine. <laughs> it can be that way. It can be that hey, way. Now. Brandy Wine. I'm friends with your husband. I can't say that. <laughs> All right, so Brandy, give us a lowdown. You are here to talk to us about Talk Dirty, Talk Nerdy. To me. Talk nerdy to me. Yes, you see it as a play on the phrase, talk dirty to me. me but fooled. instead of dirty, we say nerdy because it's a very nerdy show. Um, so talk nerdy to me. This is actually the fourth time we've done this show. Um, I believe it's the third time we've done it at the Oberon Theater in Cambridge. Um, so this is a rogue burlesque original production. Um, and it's sort of like semi-scripted we have uh, two character MCs um, that sort of lead us through this imaginary nerd convention and uh, you know show us all the different exhibits and events which are actually burlesque routines uh, that we are performing um, so in terms of like what kinds of nerddom we're gonna cover we have um, some board game nerddom oh no some, uh, some Pokemon Nice. Um, various Star Trek or War related um, pieces. We're still speaking my language. <laughs> I see in the album work there. That's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and then we have some like highbrow nerdery. Like we uh, we have like a Rubik's cube routine and like an homage to Sherlock Holmes. So it gets a little heady. We can do a, a Highlander routine. <laughs> I'll be there in a minute. I know that. It happened. Maybe next time. Maybe. It happened right. only once, though. Only once. Don't. Right there. No, you earned that. Yeah, that was. That was. And I do want to give special mention um, to the fact that this show is actually going to be the farewell show for uh, Rogue Burlesque's official MC, Mama Bang Bang. Um, yeah, this is her last show with us. She's going out with a bang bang. Oh, oh man. Um, <laughs> so Mama Bang Bang is uh, her MC name as our host, but she's also a comedian um, named Jesse uh, Body. And so she is uh, like writing the, she's created the character that she's playing in this particular uh, show, she's reviving a character, health teacher Joan, that she um, created for our um, "Your Body and You" like health assembly themed show. show. Right. So there so, was a there was a puppet ejaculation on that show. Well, yes, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, there's another puppet routine in this show. Oh my. Um, <laughs> or should I say Muppet? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I should say that, but I should say no more. You realize you've been broadcast, so. If, you know, <laughs> Uh, yeah, th there's not not too many spoilers for this, other than there will be boobs. Well, I, that's why you go, right? Yeah. I'm not having a 50th birthday party. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually the greatest tease of all. You don't see anything. It's just darkness for two hours. Um. <laughs> I hear a zipper in the distance. <laughs> it's on me. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I want to create an avant-garde like radio burlesque All right, my head where it's just thinking, sound effects. <laughs> it's just the sounds of stripping and like maybe some audience reactions and like the sound of tassels twirling. And I can help. We like could, yeah, we could get really creative. Some nice burlesque foley art. You just get a fan, oh. put it up next to Mike, it's about twenties radio yeah. <laughs> with a little with a little cookie sheet to make yeah. thunder. It's like, oh yeah, she's taking it off. <laughs> it is raining right outside. Right I, 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 <laughs> poured I, I, a potted plant water. I gotta say, y'all, it looks supple. I can't wait to see what happens. Wait, what do you mean? My, what do you mean? I didn't tip. Why, why, why are you ushering me out the club? Am I paying second to wheel? Get out of here. 
Oh man. Okay, so <laughs> please continue. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, so you know what? Actually, um, I've been having a lot of fun on the show, and I hope all your listeners are having fun too. And I hope they have even more fun when I tell them that they get a special discount code. Oh, oh snap! Really? Mm-hmm. Exclusive. Mm-hmm. So if you would like uh, special discounts, it's going to be five bucks off tickets, which are already really affordable. They're between fifteen and twenty bucks. Um, and so the, that discount code is. Pwned. Pwned. You pwned. And you have to know how to spell it in order to use it. So pwned. you're not going to give out that. You have to come up with the you proper have to, spelling yourself. You have to know how you to spell to it. To be a true nerd, like you'll earn this discount. Yeah. Um, and to get to get tickets for it, you can go to clubobron.com. That'll redirect you to the, um, the Obron website. And then you can just look on the dates, which are Sunday and Tuesday. March 11th and 13th. Both shows start at 8 p.m. Um, I do highly recommend getting your tickets in advance uh, just in case we sell out. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Now, you threw out a lot of names there. I kind of want to know what your, what's, your, what's your preferred nerdy property? Well, actually, so my name, my full name, Brandy Wine, is a nerd reference to my favorite nerd property. And I'll see if anyone can guess. It's an obscure reference, so no judgment if you don't get it. But are there any guesses um, as to... You like Jamaican dance hall music. Um, unrelated, uh, but no, that's not what it's from. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Brandy yeah. wine. Yeah. Brandy wine. wine. Song. My head's out. Brandy I think wine. a lilac wine, that Buckley song. Uh. Yeah. All right, well, there was there was a series of movies that came out uh, about 10 years ago. Oh, come on. Very I popular. Know. I should know. Um, some yeah. characters that were very short. Oh, yeah, Joe, feet. of course. Uh, Brandy Wine. That <laughs> 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 oh, was Lord of the Rings. Yes, correct. Yes, yes, Thank yes. you. So specifically the reference, uh, my name is in reference to the Brandywine River that they have to cross ah, um, okay. when they're escaping the Nazgul in Fellowship of the Ring. So Okay. Nice. That, that's going deep. I know. Yep. About ankle or waist deep. But you know what the best thing is? People get it. The the few and the proud who get my, they'll like come up and be like, is your name a Lord of the Rings reference? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, oh my God, I understand you. It's a very satisfying feeling. It really is. is. Yeah. I'm going to say you completed the circle then. Because let me, let, me, let me just point out right now. Okay. Game nerd, film nerd, comic nerd, miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Um, <laughs> but we, 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 we've lacked, actually, no, I guess mix, mix macabre counts mm-hmm. as the, as the, uh, the, the primary fantasy person mm-hmm. but besides and that yeah mix is probably the biggest tolkien fan in all of boston i'm just gonna say that right now no that's that's fair that's fair and i think that's an understatement yeah, as well they, <laughs> they know their stuff man mm, absolutely <laughs> but um i will i will say that is damn impressive you also had me a pokemon i'm thinking like if, yes. if, if any point in the show you have someone say lick a tongue you know what you. now that you've said that i'm gonna open up my pokemon go because i still play Yes, wow. I do. Wow. It, it, is, it is like you and mm-hmm. like like a 12-year-old in Sweden. Yeah, and, and I have like <laughs> I have like three friends that still play. Um nice. I am Team Valor, the red team, cuz I cuz I grew up playing red on the Pokémon oh. um Game Boy. Wait, mm-hmm. so let me ask you then. Here's a here's a deep nerd question. You can identify who that mystery girl is in the Pokémon intro. I'm pointing over here like Intr- yeah, yeah, there's nothing over there, so I can't. <laughs> like, Tom, Tom's like, are you pointing at me? You mean like in the... <laughs> I just started here. You're pointing at me? In the TV show? In the TV intro? show, yes. They, it shows various characters, including Ash and Misty and Brock. And there's one girl that's been rarely identified. Oh, and I know who man. she is. The question is, do you know who she is? I can't answer that just because uh, I'm... My, okay. oh, my jo- jo- Johnny has a visual. Johnny cheating. Johnny's guy. cheating. He, he is, absolutely. Uh, I was gonna say the chief from the get go. 
Oh, that girl. Yes. No, I don't. I'm horrible with trivia. I never remember anyone's name at all. So I would, I would just fail here so no hardcore problem. anyway. It's green. Green is the girl's name. Yes, there was actually going to be uh, more uh, of a. Link there was going to be a Pokemon green, like like yeah. a blue, red, yellow, and then there was going to be a green. Yes, and what that was the original her? intent when they did the show, mm. and they were going to have all of them in the sh- in the show. Red, blue, oh well, all, all of them were going to be captured in the show, and they did a like last minute change where it was just Ash and his crew of flunkies. We'll, we'll put the picture up in post so y'all can see it. Yes, mm-hmm. put the picture up in post if Johnny hadn't put it up on the uh, on the Twitch feed. And if you're not watching this, you should at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, in the intro, they flashed all the characters real quick as they're as they're scrolling through. And yeah, that's who that that's who wow. that mystery girl is. And they've never made a Pokemon Green to this day, have they? Nope. Why not? I don't know. I don't in know. a parallel universe, and what's going to be in that in that game? Well, haven't they, didn't, they just, didn't they just put all like silver for the eighth time now? I don't know. You know, I have to tell you, I only ever played red growing up. And then about like two years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to live my dream. I'm going to buy a second Game Boy Color. I'm going to buy a non-pirated version of the Pokemon Blue that actually works. How un-American. Yep. Um, And then I'm going to, I have this connector cable and I'm going to connect them and I'm going to double fist playing Pokemon and trade with myself. And it was the most glorious (laughs) thing I've ever done with my life. (laughs) That is one of the coolest, nerdiest things I've heard. That's awesome. Setting the bar high. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so once again, the show is Talk Nerdy to Me. Want to give us the uh, the details on that? Yep, yep. So um, Sunday, March 11th, Tuesday, March 13th of this year at Oberon. That is in Cambridge, Massachusetts, kind of near Harvard Square. Um, and you can get your tickets at cluboberon.com. Don't forget the discount code POWNED. Five bucks off. All right, awesome. Brandy Wine, thank you very much for getting some geek goodness. I'm going to give you one of these right here. Woohoo! All right. And remember, the show is at Oberon, one of our favorite places. You can check it out. I'm going to kick it over to my man, JM, who's been over there just waiting with us and like patience because he's ready to get down and nerdy with some stuff. I want to hear what you got to say, brother, about WWE's Elimination Chamber. WWE's Elimination Chamber took place last night in Vegas. Honestly, a lot of it was matches that could have been done on Monday Night Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Just a regular show matches beyond outside of the Elimination Chamber matches, of course. So I'm going to go through the one singles match I thought was pretty good and the two Elimination Chambers matches. And um, we can wrap this up. Get y'all kids (laughs) to bed early. All right. So um, the one match that I actually liked that wasn't in the chamber was when Woken Matt Hardy went up against Bray Wyatt. Just the fact that Matt Hardy could actually hone into his character now. The the broken Matt Hardy that made him so much more money. Good characters. All of them. Great character, just that whole. Yes, yes, he's a quality wrestler with great character development that thinks outside the box, Mm -hmm. and it just works so well. And the men play off each other so very well because they know they have these outside the box gimmicks. It's not just I'm a bad guy and I can beat people up. Like they just the way they approached it was very much in the old school way of developing a character, developing the look, having complete buy-in. I mean, it's to the point where if you look at our archives on iTunes or or SoundCloud, you'll hear me reference Matt Hardy's um, dedication to this character to the point where when he goes out on the on a press junket, he actually stays in character. He will do full-fledged hour, <laughs> hour and a half interviews in character, whereas other guys will be like, yeah, you know, that's just for the show and the kiddies. Like, no, he like he stays yeah. in character. Wait, so, I mean, that character from, like, um, what, what, when is 
before rejoining WWE? Yes. When, really? That, that's that's why WWE wanted him because his character was so over in TNA and um, Ring of Honor and those other organizations. Oh, that's why yeah. WWE came knocking like, hey, bro, we want you. To the point where they paid off TNA money for him to be able to keep the intellectual property, for him to be able to then use it in WWE. Oh, so, I, I mean, remember. it was that much de- that was that much level of dedication to this character. Go ahead, Macho Man uh, on Arsenio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that, you would go on and do the whole thing as Macho Man. Oh, man, that was... That, that same old school mentality yeah, of you yeah, hold yeah, on exactly. to the gimmick. So, I mean, it was just a great match overall. They teased bringing Brother Nero, who was Jeff Hardy, bringing him back. Um, so, it was a nice little teaser for that one. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll jump to the Elimination Chamber. The first one with the ladies, the first ever women's Elimination Chamber match with Brit, with Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, Sonya, De, Sonya Deville, and Alexa Bliss. It was just a great match to Did see. Did we see the, a Sasha Banks, uh, like Mufasa kind of thing where she, someone who's climbing up, I saw a kick in the face, oh. is what I saw. It reminded <laughs> it was, me of like the yes, Lion was, King, you know what I mean? It so was. It was a great <laughs> reference. So. Final, final um, three of the match was Alexa Bliss as champion, Sasha, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, who has this weird friendship, but it goes a little sour when they're when they're competing against each other. The frenemies. So the frenemies, in many ways, even though Bailey wants her to be friends. So they climb up to the top of a pod because it's four chambers, and you can climb, you can scale the fence um, to be on top of the chambers, on top of the pod. So they climb on top of the pod. They're scrapping and beating down Alexa Bliss, and <laughs> Bailey's climbing up. And Sasha Banks, as they're both chasing Bailey, makes it to the top of the pod, and then just straight kicks her in the face. It looks like she's gonna she's help like, her. Like, up, and she's, she's like, like she, she, <laughs> she grabs her head and right kicks her in the face. face. Straight scar from <laughs> from the Lion King. It was great uh, theater. It's just like a stomp in the head too. Like, it was oh, that like, hurt. And she slammed to the ground. You're like, oh, you just fell for her. <laughs> got no like, teeth and a oh. broken back. Like that's supposed to be your girl, and she just kicked you in the face <laughs> like that. Um, and at the end of the match, um, Alexa Bliss kept the belt which for me I mean let me go on record and say nobody that I wanted to win one last night so I'm gonna just throw that out there but for storytelling reasons I felt that Bailey should have got it because I'm just kind of like what are we doing right now we're just kind of stretching out Bailey's character for what it's like she's constantly the underdog constantly being defeated and I'm wondering how much shelf life does she have if we keep doing this mm-hmm. um, and Sasha Banks once again came up short but because she has so much heat especially after doing that move kicking Bailey in the face her heat is gonna carry her on carry her career on you could yeah. be a bad guy and not have a belt but you it's hard for you to be a good guy and not get a win Right. You know, um, I'm not sure the fans are going to continue to back her. I can see her shelf life being relatively short in WWE, which is unfortunate because Bailey is actually a really good wrestler, and much of it is just booking. If they don't turn her heel now, I don't see um, a future for her, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's not her fault because she could actually go. She can actually wrestle. And I'm going to talk about the men's elimination chamber match. We got a little time. I'll talk about other. St- oh, I got one more thing after that. Men's elimination chamber match Braun Strowman, Elias, Finn Balor, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and The Miz. Oh, and Roman Reigns. Reigns took it. I mean, it was just one of those sort of things that you knew was going to happen. We know that Vince wants to have Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, at WrestleMania, so that's what happened. Yeah. Hold on, the- hold on a second. Theorize for a second there, man, because why do you think that is? I mean, it's just because he's the guy. Um, Vince likes him. Vince like his. Vince likes his look. Um, he look, quote unquote, looks like a wrestler, and he's the one that's been granted king, if you will. Yeah, so there's tons of other cats. That that's why like people hate him, though, and, and that's why like, people hate because him. They see through that, but it's just like sometimes you know your boss gets it in his head. 
You ever have that like coworker that keeps getting advanced over over you for no reason? That's mm -hmm. exactly yeah, what that's it's pretty doing. much what it is. It's not even his fault the... either. It's, it's he's not trying, his fault. He's trying hard. He is. I mean, he's putting in a lot more work than I would say that I felt that he's gotten better as a wrestler. Yeah, he's not just relying on his size. You can't get worse. You really can't. But he's. I I don't fault him. I mean, everyone hates him, but I'm like this guy is. For he's, better or worse, he's anointed against his will. Like he's he's trying, man. He is putting in the work. The part that was God frustrating for me is that Broad Strowman is your your typical 50s, 60s wrestler, like big man, like yeah. big guy, Andre the Giant, big guy, talking Big John Stud, like those those big muscle bound King Kong Bundy in his prime, like those big strong guys that you're like. He looks like a champion because yeah. he's a badass, he's bad guy, and he's big. And he eliminated everybody except Roman Reigns. And that's the part that's kind of like a thorn in the side for many wrestlers because you see him just <laughs> bowl over everybody. Like, <laughs> like and then the Reigns just comes in, punches him in the head. And that's and it. And he's this big muscle-bound guy who he's developing new catchphrases. In the ring, he's talking trash. And just he talks trash to the point where you can pick it up on the mic. So he screams, <laughs> who does he scream? Which one of y'all want these? Hands and just like, <laughs> you just see bodies everywhere. That's so. And you're good. like, how is this? How did this guy lose? You look at him like this big bastard. How did he lose? Wants these hands. Um, he's doing it great. Like he's just, he's just building up his character. Um, and the fans want him. And it's almost as if just to go, just to piss the fans off, they're not going to give it to him. But it's just like this guy has worked hard. And by fear, and I mentioned this um, in the previous episode that WWE is going to lose this opportunity with this guy. Because he has so much um, heat behind him, and my fear is that when somebody's so popular and you don't cash in, that you're gonna lose on opportunities making money off him. Like because imagine if they didn't cash in on Stone Cold that exactly. one time. You know what I mean? Exactly. Would, you you could have tanked the company. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And for those of you who kind of like, okay, I don't really get that side of the house when it comes to pro wrestling. It's just a show that I watch. Um, wrestling makes money off of ticket sales and off of merch sales, and it's known that when a person's the champion, they're gonna. It's understandable that their stock would rise up. So if you're an up-and-comer and you're doing really well, the fans are cheering for you. They're showing up with posters. They're buying your merch right now. When you become champion, there's more merch they'll buy. They'll buy the plastic belts because you have the belt. They'll buy whatever you trinkets know, that you're Every story is going to be built around that character. Yes. So that's what they're buying. You and know it makes I mean? the company way more money. So, right. for instance, Adam referenced Stone Cold. When, when WWE took the chance on Austin, it was huge. And that made the organization more money. And being a stockholder of the organization, I can tell you right now, my stock has double, tripled just by the direction they're going. But my fear is, as I'm seeing it now, starting to peter out a little bit. And it's like, it's because you're not building up you're not building up good stars right now. Mm -hmm. You're not building Austin up good wrestlers. Are selling them I mean, I'd still some, buy some, them, man. Some of them are, but I mean. <laughs> Kids ain't buying those late crutches. He sold more merch than anybody. Yeah, he did. He history. sold more merch than Hogan in, in yeah. history. Absolutely. Yeah, Steve man. Austin you sold the joke. most merch in pro wrestling history. Wait, wait, wait. More than Hogan's Tearaway, Ice Cream Bars. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling buddies. Bandanas. Uh, yeah, Hogan's, uh, Hogan's uh, Spaghetti. <laughs> yes, the, the spaghetti, the vitamins. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I was, I was going to say, I thought the biggest thing probably would have been, if not the Austin 316 shirts and the uh, the what shirt, which was also Austin. The um, um the um the what shirts that came afterwards. Those are pretty yeah. good. Those are pretty good ones too. That said, what with the question mark, but the Austin three sixty ones. Would those like a big thing? I mean, they were, but I mean, then they were not Austin no, numbers. What about those numbers. buddy dolls? The ones yeah. that had like, they were like pillows almost. Oh, yeah. You guys are forgetting, like, man. You forget the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era. so big. Like, it made Hulkamania so big, much money. One of my favorite stories is I was in high school. I was 15. 
and I watched wrestling. My friends watched wrestling. I thought this was just the thing we did. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, who's now, well, was at the time, uh, superintendent of a district in uh, in New York, <laughs> um, he, he would talk to me. And it's like, I went to visit him. And this was like my first time seeing him. He's like, let me drive around because I just got my license and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to show you my way of life, Unc. You know, and then so we go back. We go back to his place and stuff, and I'm, and and we're ordering, we're ordering junk food. My uncle was cool as hell. Yeah. Ordering junk food, and I put on wrestling on his big ass TV, and I'm like, cool, uncle. Let me show you what, what what's hot in the street with the kids. And all I'll about show that. you my stories, man. And the first thing he sees is uh, DX doing the, uh, <laughs> the cross chop, the chop, <laughs> and he's just like, that's what that is. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you've never seen that. He's like, no. But every time I walk through the hallways, all the kids turn to me and they all go like this. <laughs> and I didn't know what that. Was. I got kicked out of class for doing it to a teacher one time. You did? Yeah. Like that. Well, yeah. well, I didn't explain to him what it actually meant. Run around I mean, telling teachers to suck it. Oh, <laughs> that was such a lowbrow time, but it, it made so, so much money. Um, one thing I do want to mention before we get about it here. Yeah. Ronda Rousey um, was on the event, of course, because um, they just recently signed her. So they had the actual mm-hmm. signing segment of the event, and it was just kind of blah. Ultimately, Ronda came know. out. She blubbered over her words. Um, her interview skills are piss poor, but I mean, Bad. What do you figure? She's, you start she's still new, them, but my thing is, when you when you tote her as the person who you're probably gonna make champion relatively soon, um, man, is she gonna make it. is she gonna make friends in that locker room, being like the anointed girl, you know, with no skills, no mic skills, never done know. it before. She gets champion. How do you think she's gonna fit in with all those people? I think I'm gonna see her come in and just be the biggest heel ever. I wish, but that is not the case. She's oh. gonna be the biggest face, and what Adam questioned, um. Honestly, the way they're looking right now, I mean, many of these many of these guys and girls who come, or a lot of them are coming off the street, immediately getting deals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if she doesn't put in the work, I don't think she's gonna last long because she, I don't, I don't know. I mean, man. that locker room's gonna be rough. She'll last long just by virtue of them keeping her, I mean, paying her. Yeah, I mean, sure. they put her, they put her in a nice little scene where she like threw Triple H through a table, which is ultimately to redo what they did before at WrestleMania, which she, which she, which she did a hip toss of Triple H. So for her to immediately be put in this segment. With the literal CEO of the company um, and a legend such as Triple H, for her to be put in this immediate scene with him speaks volumes of where they view her. And ultimately, I believe it's a cash grab. I think she may be genuine on wanting to be a professional wrestler, but sure. But you got to have one of two skills: you got to be a good wrestler in the ring, or you have to be on the mic and yes. like really talk your game up. If you can't yes. do both, yes, you're yeah, you're in deep. And Ooh, you're in absolutely deep. correct on that one. And I think it we're, it, it just time will tell. I mean, yeah, man. Well, hold on a second. Let I me just be, don't let think. Me, let me be the, uh, the the dissenting voice here. I think she might actually do okay. She definitely has a lot to learn. I'm saying she might, but, but at, I just don't. She isn't right well, now. Look at, yes. look at look at um uh, Mark Henry is the uh, is the example I'll call out because he's not a great wrestler, but he's somebody who knew nothing coming in, and he learned. But Mark Henry was a thrown. And Mark, Mark Henry was a thrown into WrestleMania immediately. His like yeah, he didn't first get the, two months. He wasn't you know what I mean? True, the, true. But then again, she's a very popular figure because she was a good fighter. She wasn't the best. But she was the most brother, brother. Okay, she was undefeated <laughs> she for a with. while for a reason. She's somebody who learned and then builds you, on that. Hey, you so tell I, me, you tell me those last two matches what she learned from them. I'm just saying. <laughs> I learned she don't want to fight anymore. She wants she's, to so, she's somebody who learned it was time to retire. Uh, I'm not gonna dump on her anymore. No, don't she get her off. Not my love for yeah. but I'm just saying, <laughs> dude, you can't be upset when pro wrestling fans are kind of looking at you with the side eye. Um, I kind of yes. wish that she went to developmental first. That's, at least she went to NXT first, um, which is WWE's developmental station. But no, WWE, she's too big a name. And that's the thing. She's too big a right. name. But it's at the same time, for me, it would have told me that, you know 
know what, you want to climb up and go through it, quote unquote, the right way, as opposed to jumping immediately right into it. And I mean, during her little interview, um, she they made it a point to emph- emphasize that during a little cyber day that oh, Ronda didn't want any special deals. You didn't want any special deals, right? You didn't want any special um, locker rooms, no special limo drivers, none of that special stuff, right? No, I just want to be treated as a regular wrestler. I want to earn your respect. And I mean, they're clearly answering what the internet is saying about her. Um, so I mean, props to them for trying to work that into the segment. But as much as you say it, they're gonna be looking at her with the side eye um, because it's like we know that you're you're automatically thrown into this. They know that. Main as much as they already. know they're selling Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? People aren't <laughs> Pretty much. stupid. They boo, boo Roman Reigns because they're forcing them down the throat. They're doing the same thing with Ronda. They're, I just, mm-hmm. I don't Can I just pose a scenario where that would work? Okay, Ronda comes in, mm-hmm. and instead of like fighting, well, you know, no, she's a serious uh, performer, competitor, and all that, all that BS. No, she comes in and owns the fact. Yes, they paid me lots of money to be here. I'm here for the paycheck. That might she work. becomes like a new million dollar man type character, where everyone hates. Like, again, her as the heel, but everyone hates her because of all this signing stuff. Where before they were just talking about the stuff. Ah, it's a cash grab. The company's got no integrity. Where it's just like, no, that becomes the character. That would be a bad way to honestly. Go, to be honest with I, if I was, if I was writing creative and of course all all pro wrestling marks scream if i was right creative if it was me i would do the exact i would do exactly that yeah. have her show up with all the flashy stuff like i don't need you you need me my name's making you money just to throw it in the face like mm-hmm. billion dollar made just super yeah. heel because even like i'm saying rick flair heel like you you get you get tossed around the ring because rick flair was like yo my offense was limited and he's he's up front <laughs> with that see the rick flair 30 for 30 amazing piece but he references um, he told me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he he referenced the fact that you know my job is to make the other guys look good, even though I won. So I made Sting look good with a gorilla press lay me. He said that's why I went out there and talked about how much money I got, why I got the alligator shoes and I got the Rolex watch. If she did that sort of thing, not as flamboyant as Flair, but you need me. This sport was nothing without me. I'm the one who was UFC champion. They built it around me. Like if she just did that, like if you were better, I oh, wouldn't be here. Something like, like that. exactly. <laughs> like you need me to be here. I was retiring at home, and you need be like she just threw that in there I agree with you, Pat. That would be amazing. Right. But they're trying to p- pass her off as like the most. I mean, this to the point they gave it a little moniker, the world's most dangerous woman, but effectively, which is what they recycle from Ken Shamrock. When they say Ken Shamrock was Wait, world's mean, most you, dangerous man, you mean he man. wasn't the most dangerous man? I mean, when he got beat by Minoru Suzuki in Japan, and at the U.S. don't want to talk about that. Minoru <laughs> Suzuki, who beat him twice in his prime, not old Ken Shamrock in his fifties, though. He beat Ken Shamrock twice in his prime, and no one wanted to talk about that in the U.S. because that would ruin Ken Shamrock's legacy of being the uh, toughest man. But you got Minoru Suzuki, who was running, who's running the show over in New Japan, who whooped him up in MMA. So, I mean, the answer is no. Ken Shamrock was not the toughest man. <laughs> All I know from that fool is he's the one that introduced me to WWE as kendo sticks under the ring. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. The NWB 7 too. Well, the chair was <laughs> pushing it. The tables were pushing it. But now overall, we got, like, actual weapons. Overall, like, it was... Like, oh, no. My bad. Mr. I, I can't, can't even say it. Someone did that. It was a, wrestling, it was a, it was a, it was a wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a Japanese wrestling match, though, mm-hmm. where it's like... Dude gets him in like a hole, like a cobra clutch or something. Yep. He pulls out a gun. Oh, yes, head. I did. I seen it. <laughs> he put up the prop gun and put it to his head. It's one of those sort of things where uh, folks throw that shade at Japan. Like, oh, no, Japan, the Japanese don't have comedy wrestling. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Stupid <laughs> things like that. They do all the time. It's amazing. Um, so this pay-per-view, it's worth the watch specifically for the Elimination Chamber matches because it was it was history, history making seeing the women go through Elimination Chamber. It took so long. They should have been done it. They give the women equal footing as opposed to treating them like they're dainty and ultimately eye candy but
but to see them actually wrestle and be treated as wrestlers it's a shame that i have to praise that because i should be doing it anyway but i'm glad they're doing it um so watch the elimination chamber matches and yeah watch the um broken matt hardy and bray wyatt match everything else was just pretty much a monday night raw match that they rehashed over again for the pay-per-view so other than that yeah check it out all right cool thank you very much jam wwe elimination chamber what's the next pay-per-view uh, fast lane in two weeks with your smackdowns pay-per-view and oh yeah by the way y'all if y'all haven't caught the notice yet wwe is stopping the brand only pay-per-views because they were doing a raw pay-per-view and a smackdown pay-per-view they're only going to do pay-per-views with all brand the brands all together in it which i think is a bad idea my friends are like it's a great idea because you can see all wrestlers but i think it takes away from the shining of uh, wrestlers who may be low, lower in the cards on those individual pay-per-views so if i'm like a b wrestler or raw i'm clearly going to get bumped for all the a wrestlers on smackdown now so i think it's a bad idea that they're mixing it but they're mixing it now so i guess the next pay-per-view will be two weeks fast lane smackdown's pay-per-view and it'll probably be their last individual pay-per-view and after that of course is wrestlemania all right cool Remember back when it was just two greasy guys beating each other in the end yeah <laughs> Brandy remembers me that look like you. Yeah. That's All what right. she said. Well, let's put the game down here on WEMF. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action packed, fun filled show. I want to thank JM the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. Shout out to Tom for making, from trying to make this whole thing sound good on this first day. Good look, Tom. Yes. Hey. Good, good, good look, Tom. Smooth intro. Appreciate you. <laughs> 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 Just throw some salt with him, Pete. All right. We'll, we'll get it eventually. I want to thank Just Johnny. You. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yeah. I want to thank Brandy Wine. Thank you, Pat. And remember to check out Talk Nerdy to Me at the Oberon. <laughs> Wait, are you asking for the website? He, he okay, does what, that sometimes. What, he what, does what, that sometimes. What, where we'll be like, I want to remind you all to check out Talk Nerdy to Me at Oberon right here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Dates are Sunday, March 11th, and Tuesday, March 13th. Correct. All right. And when mind you all, you can catch us all <laughs> every Monday night right on WEMFradio.com. But also you can watch us on YouTube, on twitch.tv slash The Geek Down. You can check out the Facebook feed. You can subscribe to us on Facebook slash The Geek Down or mm -hmm. Twitter slash The Geek Down. We're also on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and it's all over the place. And if you heard anything on the show tonight you want to chime in on, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just go right to the website, Geek down.com and also all the information's right there in the about section you want to subscribe want to find us we'll do all the fun stuff and catch our archives but until next week we'll catch you all same bad time same bad channel i'm gonna give our guest a high five jim so if you hit the wakanda just trying to hit it one time my friend <laughs> all right we'll catch you all next time until then be excellent to each other peace peace you got something to say, but you want to say it with your body, with ink, or a piercing? Get down to Stingray Body Art. 386 Cambridge Street in Alston Rock City, right next to O'Brien's Pub. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoos. Make an appointment right now. Go to StingrayBodyArt.com. Check out the artists. They're on the left side of the page. And you're going to be like, I want to get a tattoo at Stingray. These artists are awesome. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoos, piercing, and permanent makeup. Now offering laser tattoo removal right in the heart of... Austin! Austin.